You are now listening to Kindred Spirits Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. And welcome into Kindred Spirits here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here. John, how are you doing, my friend? We got we got soccer coming fast and furious, my friend. We do. Uh, we had uh, there was similar to MLS. There's closed door friendlies that we are not allowed to know <laughs> scores of, uh, but the spirit are getting closer and closer to playing games that count. I think we're about a month out. Yep, month out. First game is the twenty third. I think twenty sixth. Home. home opener will be the twenty sixth of uh, of March. So fun times, fun times for uh, fun times for DC soccer as we as we get ready. Uh, let's start into it. Let's start, let's start into some, uh, well, first John, I'm so sorry. You kind of looked at me. How was your weekend? I hope your weekend. I did not look at you, Ted. I did not. (laughs) It's okay. My weekend was fine. Ted. I think I, uh, I prepped for, I prepped for the coming, uh, seasons of MLS starting this next weekend. I've got, uh, some, you know, I'm, you know, I've got surgery next week. I'm just trying to get things, all my ducks in a row. I got asked today if I have an advanced directive. So that's where my life is right now. <laughs> and I don't. So, uh, you know, but if I, if anything happens, Brian is the new uh, co-host of this show <laughs> going forward. Uh, but how, if, how, I'm sure your weekend did not have as many uh, life uh, existential questions as I was facing today. <laughs> uh, none, none of that. No, that's just, good. just a relaxing, nice, relaxing weekend. Uh, but let's. Let's get into it. We got some spirit uh, player news that we're going to talk about. Obviously, no games we can talk about, but uh, Dorian Bailey, new three-year contract for her. Uh, definitely, definitely good to see. She's one of the one of the players I think you definitely want to want to have around the team. Um, Joining the list of every other player who is now has a three-year contract with the Spirit, uh, I, I think the list now is about five or six. We've talked about them every time it's happened. I think that this is about. Uh, it's, I, you know, we we've talked about it on the show. It's sort of, it's sort of obvious that there are salary cap situations at play mm-hmm. with the with the top heavy roster. I think they're trying to stretch this out a little bit, create a little flexibility for themselves from a payroll perspective by extending everyone on two years on more than what their contracts were. It gives them a core that they can work with. All these players are relatively young, still in the, the heart of their career. Uh, but I, I, you know, this was. There's clearly there's a clearly a strategic move at play to to lock up like six players to three year contracts over two weeks before season. I think it's got to be that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's you know we talk about a lot in the NWSL. There's it, it's a very transient league right now. There's a lot of good players on very short contracts. They're leaving. They're being traded. It's it's not a it's particularly that's going to be expanding very very quickly or soon. I think this is about you know locking some of the like you said locking some of those players in, having more sort of a long term, not having to rebuild every you know every three years. That's what we're seeing with a lot of teams is they kind of start over at a certain point. They just kind of blow it up, trade away all their assets, start over. Like Gotham, Pride, North Carolina Courage, uh, Chicago, Chicago now. Uh, yeah, so that's like half the league right there. Has yeah, blown up that has blown up their team in the last two seasons. So you're yeah. right. And restarting. So hopefully I, I, that's what I think I want from this league. I want more the ability at least to be consistent and to be, have consistent players that you can count in week in week out. So you're not buying a Jersey, like, uh, you know, buying your wife, a crystal Dunn Jersey, and then she's gone the next season um, type of thing. So uh, the new uh, signing, which I think, I don't think we had, wasn't official yet. It was dropped on the Leon website. And then everybody said, said, shush, shush, please take that down. It's not official yet. Um, Aness, uh, Urana, Urena, I think is how we, is how we pronounce it. The official is now official from Leon to um, uh, to the Washington Spirit. Uh, one year deal, 
Uh, she had ten goals and 173 appearances in the uh, French league. So not uh, she's, not a not a uh, not a scoring major scoring threat. You should not look at her that way. Yeah, uh, based on sort of her her past. She, she's probably going to be more, I think, in the center midfield, kind of a holding midfield. Probably, I'm going to go ahead and guess maybe a backup for um, Andy Sullivan, kind of to fill in to that type of role. Sort she's of the on new the, Gabby Vincent, basically. Yeah. she's the, but hopefully uh, we'll be able to play. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, played played at Florida State University for Kerkorian, so you can see the connection there. I think we've talked about that. Uh, definitely some midfield cover. A lot of questions still at center back for this team. I think that is. I think I'm feeling positive about every single aspect of the spirit, except for the center backs, because I yeah. have no clue what it's going to look like. And Mark Parsons has has in press availability that I have not made because life is insane. Has said that he thinks he has players on the roster who could play defense, even though they've never done so before uh, professionally. So that is where we're at. That is the, that is the situation we find ourselves in. I mean, I mean, we do have on this club a large amount of defensive midfielders. Uh, we also have some wingers that, who aren't going to get on the field as much. Uh, so there's a possibility that, you know, we're going to we're going to square peg and round hole some stuff, I think, uh, based on the way this roster is put together. It's either going to work or it's going to be uh Bad. I think. I think we're going to see some five four. Some I think five, that's four possible. Games. I think. So that's, five, I think. <laughs> I, but I, I, I'm debating how much I want to say really bad. I think it could. It could be disastrous if you're talking about, you know, if the offense isn't clicking, which we all expect it to. I think there's a lot of faith being put into the fact that the offense, uh, that the offense will get back together, will click. You're going to have the, the front three of Hatch, Sanchez, and Trini Raman just kind of pick up where they left off. Uh, with Andy Sullivan holding that midfield, uh, but there's also a chance it could um, it could not work. So uh, and it could and if it doesn't work, then we're looking at uh, a potential long season. So concerns about the center back. Uh, while we also say Marisa Shiva, congratulations to her. She has been called up to the Irish national team, coming off a strong, very very strong spirit for this strong season for the spirit. So congratulations to her, uh, getting some appearances in there. I guess they've got uh, Olympic qualifying coming up or. Um, Maybe Euros. So, Riss Willow is commenting the fact that we've got a million forwards, so I think we're probably going to be fine. No need to no need to be concerned about the way the roster. So seven four is what we're going to win every game. Seven yeah. four every game. So we're going to have like shootout, indoor soccer level type scoring going on right now. Hey, I'm all for it. Let's 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 have some fun. We're going to watch Benel, um not Benelson. <laughs> Wayne Rooney play uh, difficult to play against, uh, which might also be difficult to watch. So I'm all for it. Uh, any other things in the player news you want to drop? Any other thoughts, comments? Just, I just wanted to look at this team roster again when we're talking here, and it is, it is really wild that this is the. <laughs> it is, it is really wild. Right, so I just want to read, I, you know, just going to read you this in case you have not been keeping up to to, to date with defenders. Sam Stop got an extension. She is the Iron Woman. She will play every game. She's she's great. So there's one. Uh, Gabrielle Carly who is our new Canadian, I believe, left back. Mm-hmm. Maybe center back, potentially. Uh, Anna Halfordy will play right back. She could play right wing, but that's not where she's going to play. Amber Brooks is, it looks like, your other starting center back at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Cameron Bogowski is your backup for Anna Halfordy. That's it. <laughs> that's what you got. And other than that, you are going to be taking players, as we just mentioned, who have never played defense before and put them there. And looking at this roster... I don't know who that's going to be. Tori Huster, maybe kind of small. Uh, Dorian Bailey, I don't think that would fit. Uh, I think oh, someone was talking about this on on Twitter, trying to figure out who it might be. Jordan Baggett potentially. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of a weird situation 
Oh, yeah. Riss says the worst case scenario will be that supporters will come in to play defense. I think that is that is part of the the play ninety club uh, for the spirit. You, you buy a season ticket and then you play center back against. Uh, you get to pick your favorite team. So, <laughs> I, you know, I hope. I really, I, I think they're just so. We've talked about this now. They've got to be so screwed on the salary cap. Yeah. Uh, but if they were, why did they pick ten forwards? In the draft, knowing they needed bodies to play defense, did they hate all of the defenders that much? Where they're just like, <laughs> I just we don't need I, them. It's fine. I, I think they went best available in the draft. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, I, I'm not sure what the cap. We have no clue what the cap looks like. If you think MLS is 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 uh, does not tell you what things are like, certainly, <laughs> certainly, um, NWSL does not tell you tell you about that. So, uh, NWSL schedule coming out. Came out uh, this week the the and, and let's 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 talk about this because I think it's been talked a lot. Uh, the supreme lateness of the schedule is becoming a massive, massive, massive issue uh, for for uh, for the NWSL. I, and I'm really thinking about it. And I'm like, well, you know, they've got you know you know they've got teams sharing stadiums. I mean, for DC, I think obviously the big thing is obviously at Audi Field. That schedule was out a while ago. I feel like you could have built out your schedule. And figured things out. Obviously, you know you've got you've got a lot of shared, um, got a lot of shared locations here. But I mean, all of it is, you know, fairly well known. I feel like you could have gotten a schedule out sooner. Um, I'd love to know the reason for the delay. I think the the commissioner herself expressed frustration and said, "We're going to work to be better next year." But very very late drop of the schedule. Uh, but we do have it out right now. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you do you think do you think I'm overreacting or do you think the it is embarrassing, I guess, how long it's taken for the schedule. I think they're, you're, the problem you're dealing with is so many of these teams do not control their mm-hmm. their secondary. Tenants, but I mean, most right? of it's most of it's known. Like most of it, the MLS schedule has been out for for months. So most of these teams play in MLS stadiums. The the USL Championship, you could at least have. I feel like you maybe if you have a couple teams you're not sure about, but all the stadiums here on the list were it, it's been known for several weeks. Um, I feel like you could have had a mostly built out schedule. Maybe you've got a couple question marks. I think they then, probably had most of it done, right? Yeah. There's probably some of that stuff. League's Cup probably throwing some curveballs in there for about midweek scheduling and then yeah, the spr- Challenge Cup. Yep. There are like I'm but you could have, prob- I mean, if the Challenge Cup was holding up, then you could hold off on that. Say, hey, we're gonna have it middle of the season. We're still working out those details. At least get the regular season schedule out. I th- I think the the valuation of the of the the challenge cup, um, Maybe is, is still a little a little stunted. Obviously, what has been known about the Challenge Cup this year and what is good about the Challenge Cup is that it will be in the middle. It'll be throughout the year. Uh, most of the games for the Spirit will be taking place during the World Cup. July twenty second, uh, July twenty eighth, and August fourth will be the sort of back half end of that of that group schedule. So, chance opportunity to see some players. I think it's good. It, the, I think it's good that the league appears to be kind of taking a break. Like there aren't there are not going to be many league games during the world cup and they're using the challenge cup as a way to kind of keep, to keep fresh. They're almost the spirit almost get a full, but month and two weeks, a month and a half break between the the start of the world cup and, uh, and the return. (laughs) Remember remember last season when we were like excited about that? (laughs) Oh yeah. And then it didn't matter at all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. But, uh, I will say the couple, some couple caveats. We could go through the teams. They're playing obviously the home opener, March 26th against OL rain, should be a fun match. Um, definitely thinking I'm, I'm thinking about that weekend might be like a DC um, DC spirit combination. I think that could be, that could be a fun, a fun weekend. Uh, but obviously I think the, the biggest stretch of the schedule, if this team can keep themselves alive, they do have four of their final six games at home. 
Uh, so if they can keep themselves alive, if they can keep momentum um, and they can play well and they cannot fall off like they did last season, uh, maybe a good opportunity for a playoff push um, as they go towards the end of the year. So I uh, still don't know the broadcast. Uh, obviously, I think CBS still has the rights. Don't know the full broadcast schedule yet, but obviously all games will be on Paramount Plus. Maybe we'll get some Twitch games and we'll be able to drop in for some for some live Twitch um, hangouts for sure. Um, any thoughts on the schedule? Any any just like you glad that it's finally here. There's a good yes. mix of days. I thought it was going to be all Sundays mm-hmm. uh, based on sort of the DC United schedule, but it seems like they have done a good job of uh, getting in some Saturdays when DC United's out of town. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's, it's I'm glad to have them on the books. I, w- I would like to see just like DC United. It would be very cool if I could watch this team play any games. Uh, it's now so I can have like a good expectation of the season because the roster as it's constructed just gives me so much pause that I, I don't even know how to feel. Like it just feels very, it feels very strange. Yeah, it does. It does. But I, I mean, like you said, I think it's good. It's good that they're at Audi field because it opens up the calendar. Um, particularly for me, I've been, I've been wanting to go to a game at Audi field for a while. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, to that. I'm going to miss right. the tent at Segra field. I'm going to miss the tent. <laughs> on the turf, uh, on the end line. I'm going to miss it a lot. I'm not going to miss it. <laughs> You're not going to miss it. All right. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. U.S. Women's National Team, She Believes Cup, kind of the first sort of last competition, first co- first big sort of competition. It is a, it's a friendly tournament, but I think it it is a tournament where, you know, I think it's a chance to see some players in, in matches that do count. You know, there is a standings. There is, it is kept track and it's against, it's against talent that, uh, it is very difficult. And I think I think so far this has been uh, a success in the sense that I think it's given the opportunity for the U.S. to to be challenged in different ways to try to solve different problems. And uh, we'll get into it. Let's first talk about uh, the Canada game, which got almost completely overshadowed by the news of the week, which was the Canadian women's national team uh, basically threatening a strike, threatening not to play um, and having the Canadian uh, soccer federation basically try to uh, basically say, if you guys do not play, we will take legal action against you and kind of force them into it. Uh, of course, the crux of the, I don't know how, how familiar you are with this, John, the, the crux of the, uh, of the grievances is that the team, apparently uh, the federation has started to look to cut uh, training sessions. And uh, for a team that won the gold medal, that is going to the world cup with aspirations of winning the world cup, uh, particularly after winning the gold medal, um, it's becoming it's becoming a just a it's becoming a sad story. Um, it's not acceptable anywhere, but it's especially not acceptable in in a country that where a federation should have the money to properly support both the men's and the women's team. The men's team just made the World Cup. They should have raked in a lot of money from that from the fact that their men's team made the World Cup. Um, and it's I think it's I think the women's team is fully within their right to say. Enough. We're not. We're not. We're not putting up with this anymore. Their books aren't public either. I believe is that's a, the big problem. Is the men's the men wrote a letter and we're like, uh, where did all the money go, Lebowski? Like, where where did it all go? <laughs> if it's if it's such a problem right now, I want to know where it went. And we don't know. Yeah. Uh, the women said they're feeling frustrated and disrespected of the lack of support um, as they prepare to compete their new budget reality. They had to cut training camp days, full camp windows, even cut the number of players and staff invited <laughs> in the camps. We've been told quite literally that Canada Star cannot adequately fund the women's team and they have waited to tell us waited to tell us until now. We're now less than six months from the World Cup. Um, they all have to take Spirit Airlines whenever they go anywhere. They gotta they gotta, <laughs> they gotta I mean that that's not that's not that's not 
like far from true. They I'm uh, sure. they fly they fly coach. I'm sure. Yeah, it's, I'm just that. But they're like, <laughs> you gotta you gotta fly Southwest in the worst booking group. We're gonna we're gonna you, have, you actually no you have to pay your own freight. You gotta drive a Greyhound bus across Canada. Yeah, so, uh, it's disrespectful for sure. And like you said, happening right before the World Cup is is a uh, on uh, unfortunate timing of their belt tightening. Yeah, it's and it's strange. It's just strange to be like, oh, we just had the most successful men's and women's sides we've ever had in the past couple of years, and now we got to we got to tighten the belt. Sorry, just got to tighten that belt. Um, you know, it's just, time to make everyone harsh. really mad. It's harsh as they're as they're pulling away with a wheelbarrow money. Just sorry, we gotta we gotta tighten that belt. But um, it it overshadowed the game. I think it impacted how the Canadian team look uh, because in the game, U.S. ran rampant in that first half. It was 15, 20 minutes of just. And really the whole game, there was very, very few actual Canadian opportunities. Uh, they actually dominated the first portion of the game. If we're talking spirit, uh, Ashley Sanchez with a nice opportunity off the top of the box forces a really nice save from the Canadian goalkeeper. Uh, the goal came started from Trinity Rodman uh, down the right side, plays a ball over, uh, crosses the ball in. Nice layoff from uh, from Alex Morgan and Mallory Swanson slash P.U., Whatever she says, she doesn't care what you call her. <laughs> that you call her one of the two names, but she says like it's it's whatever. But Mally Swanson uh, with the goal um, and had another goal too off a bad miscue um, for the Canadian defense. So uh, I think it was a, it was it, it, in a vacuum a very good performance from the U.S. team against a top quality opponent to really kind of impose. And it's something we haven't. I think we haven't really seen uh, for the team in the past couple of weeks. Um, I thought uh, I thought maybe the only downside if you are a if you are a spirit fan rooting for spirit players, Ashley Hatch blew, I think, a point blank opportunity. Uh, so I think her stock maybe suffered a little bit um, off of this game. I thought Sanchez looked pretty well. I thought she she was she was certainly active. Nothing on the score sheet to show for it, but certainly active. Same with Trinity Rodman. Um, I think both those players are starting to lock in. Um, and I think Sanchez then started the next game. Um, and also Andy Sullivan, I thought looked solid, though not a whole lot of love to do because the U S were just so dominant. Um, any thoughts from the game? Um, obviously USA 1.92 XG. So just absolute domination. Yeah. Canada was, they, they were there just so they didn't get fined basically. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it showed, uh, I, I saw that part of the game. Ashley Hatch came on and then immediately missed that opportunity. It was like two minutes after she came on, I believe. So unfortunate for that. I think that's right. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it was it was pretty close to when she was subbed on. I'm pretty sure you're right about that. So, um, yeah, I would like to see maybe a rematch, maybe with with less distracting waves and <laughs> right, see kind right. of how the team does. Right. Maybe uh, but, Canada you know, a little bit more wanted to be there. It, but the U.S. team talked about they uh, talked about in the broadcast. They hey, you know, we're going to support them. And then once the whistle blows, you know, we have a we're job to beat do. them. <laughs> <laughs> we have a job to do. Um, so. Uh, that brings us to the next game, which was against Japan, uh, which was almost a much, much different game. Um, and I think a game that for me brought a little bit of concern. I think the concerns kind of came back, all the concerns we've had about this team. And, and you know, does Vlaco know what he's doing? Does he have a, a plan for how this team's going to play? Uh, Japan came off sort of like how the U.S. came off against uh, Canada on the front foot. They were pressing. They were causing a lot of problems and, and a lot of uh, concerns. I, I do not think the U.S. were the better, despite the scoreline, the U.S. were not the better team. Uh, Japan pressed them. They, they really exploited, I think, both the wings. Uh, the U.S. was caught very, very narrow centrally. Um, I thought if, if you're talking about former spirit player Emily Sonnet, um, I do not think she had a good game. She was beaten several times. Maybe that was her instruction 
was to cut in a little bit, but I thought she got pretty well worked on that right side. And, and the U.S. were very fortunate. I think one player who I think stepped up, and I think you're talking about potentially a, a battle in 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 uh, goalkeeper was Casey Murphy. Um, had an excellent, excellent, uh, excellent game. Um, any other thoughts before I go into some some more of my thoughts on the game? But wanted to see if you had any other thoughts. I do not. I didn't see this game, Ted. So uh, let's, uh, <laughs> raise my hand. Did it was Takarada on the J- Japanese roster? Do you, do I you I do not remember. I was very very. I was kind of focused on the U.S. team, to be honest. I, I don't. I don't really blame you for that. I was just curious, but uh, I'll, I'll look it up while you're talking. Yeah, look it up. Definitely look it up. Interesting story. We're talking about um, we're talking about lack of support. Uh, I saw a story that dropped about the Japanese. Apparently, Japan is is the, the Federation cannot find anybody in Japan to actually buy the rights to broadcast the World Cup. I think actually nobody nobody in Japan could watch this team play um, in the in the um, in the She Believes Cup, uh, which is surprising considering uh, the amount of success. Obviously, it's twelve years ago, but they were you know World Cup champions. Uh, they made the final again in twenty fifteen. So I mean, this is a a soccer powerhouse in Asia and certainly around the around the around the world as well uh, for the women's side. So it's, and considering how, you know, how the men's side has really grown uh, on, you know, with the, with their, with the Jap, the J league getting more and more broadcast opportunities, it's quite surprising and frustrating that, you know, the women are still suffering to find, uh, to find respect. You know, we have two teams that have won championships uh, and won trophies outside the U S uh, in both Japan and Canada that are dealing with federations that don't want to pay them and federations that can't find people to actually take up the broadcast rights. So I hope that situation gets fixed, but that was, that was an interesting aside, um, which uh, thank you, Jason Anderson's Twitter, who keeps up on a lot of that stuff. So that's what's where I heard the story. The answer is that Takarada did, did make the team and played in the last uh, 15 minutes. So if you don't if you remember the spirit fans will remember she was here uh, and has gone to Linko pings FC in Sweden. Uh, play, she'll play against Julia Rotter this year, yeah. uh, a former spirit player. So yeah, they're uh, yeah, no, I think that the, this is a tournament you expect them to win. Mm-hmm. They probably will. <laughs> it will tell I, you very little overall. I think it's good. I think the level of competition has certainly been better. Yeah. Than no, it was certainly last not, year. It, it's certainly it, not a 6-0, group stage that it may have been in the past. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, and I think also you, you look at it from the perspective of, you know, this is, you talk about when these teams, I mean, they sort of need these tournaments to get some different opponents because otherwise they travel to countries and then play the same team twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talk about, they played New Zealand in January. Uh, they played them twice. Uh, so again, it's, it's at least some different competition. So I think it makes it a little bit, um, a little bit more fun. Uh, obviously let's talk about the goal for the U S Marilyn Swanson again. She is on a tear. Um, I think if you're talking about one player who has, uh, maybe unseated, uh, unseated Alex Morgan from the top striker spot at this point. Yeah. Uh, she is, uh, she is so far the only goal scorer for the U S three she's goals, also, three, two games, three goals. She's also like the only player left on the red stars. So, uh, good luck. Good luck to her. <laughs> good luck to her next week or whenever next month when the season starts. Yeah, but I think her her rise, I think, has been something I think that will be obviously talked about during the World Cup, uh, but something maybe we didn't see coming. Uh, she struggled. Of course, we all know what happened with with her in, in Washington before she was traded. Uh, she was traded away. And I think we were all kind of thinking, you know, she was a, a one of the few sort of young talents. And we we're all wondering whether maybe she would kind of fall off. And I think, I think this could be a, a, a coming out party for her at the, at the world cup. I think she could really shine. She is 
Uh, she's talked about apparently um, they were talking about on the broadcast uh, and she's apparently mentioned this. I thought this was a little I was like, come on, she's like a professional and you want to give credit to her husband for this. But apparently it's it's true that her her husband has really uh, who's, who plays for the Cubs. I can't think of Dansby uh, Swanson. Is Dansby Swanson plays for the Cubs, apparently has uh, has an, ignited a competitive spirit in her. So I mean, um, he can't and he came to the Cubs. He was a Braves player. So like now they're in the same city now for the first time, which is cool. I'm happy yeah. for both of them. That's the case. Uh, do you want to talk about the Crystal Dunn situation? Oh, yeah. Let's get into that. First, let's drop, you know, obviously XG to underscore that this game was a little bit different. Um, the XG for the game, uh, USA 0.7, Japan 0.94. I think the US did a good job of limiting uh, clear cut chances. I think they still were very much overrun. And I think it gave them another problem to solve as sort of how you handle the press. So I think it was a it was it was not the same sort of performance. I guess you want to see, you know, dominant and you want to see them play well. Win the win the XG battle, win the chances, but I think they they managed to see this game out very well, and I think that's that's an important thing to have as you get to the knockout stages when you're playing good teams like Japan. And so, the next game, and the next game will be on the 22nd uh, against Brazil. So. Against Brazil to close out the tournament. So, um, yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Crystal Dunn. Um, this is this is something I've always I, I've talked about a lot on the show. It's like it's crazy to me that we have a Golden Boot winner for a major professional sports league uh, playing now playing left back. Um, that's something you just don't see in a lot of professional sports. Um, I haven't read much on the article. I know she has expressed frustration uh, that she feels that she is an attacker uh, and that she is and, and that her being sort of shoehorned into that position. Blacko kind of pushed back on that and said uh, she can play attack if she wants to. And my response is, OK, well, who who sits? I mean, who sits for her is would be the next question. Not that I don't think she can do it, but um yeah, I think it's a tough space. It's a tough space. It's a tough space for her because uh, she is a very, very talented attacker. I mean, she's won the Golden Boot. She's been incredible, um, and there is uh, there is undoubtedly an element to it uh, when you when you look at when you when you look I've at. The I quote, think, I've got the quote. Though. Yeah, we'll go ahead. Uh, Vlaka says, "Obviously, she's a world class player, but she has a choice too. She can compete as a midfielder." But she has to compete with Rose Lavelle and Lindsay Horan and Katarina Macario when she comes in as well, right? So if she doesn't feel comfortable playing left back or she doesn't want to be left back, nobody is forced to play in any position. As a left back, she's world class and it's probably one of the best left backs in the world. As a midfielder, she has pretty stiff competition in that in that position. Uh, so everybody has a choice and then we make the decisions. Uh, so I think he's been asked this question like 500,000 times and this was <laughs> him snapping and basically being like... Uh, yeah, uh, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Would you, if, if, if we're if this is about play where you want to play and makes you most happy, you may not start. But right now, you'll start over everybody and play every game if you want to play left back. If that makes you miserable, let me know, and then you'll stop playing it, and I'll put somebody else in that position. But I think I, I she her her quote is just as important to cover here as well. It's longer, but we've got time. Podcasts yeah. are free. <laughs> we're not on tape. Um, she says, I want to be clear. I'm not choosing anywhere that I would like a different position. I step into this environment. I know exactly what my role is. I know my strengths. And it's not at all to say, hey, I'm not happy. But it's more to say, like, hey, this is how I feel internally at times. And it's okay to express that. It doesn't mean that I'm trying to cause havoc or stir or anything like that. I think at the end of the day, it's really just being authentic. And I think that that's really my message that I would love to make sure it's very clear. It's okay to just say, hey, I, lo- I think I love this position, one that's not left back. But it doesn't mean that I'm not giving my absolute everything for the position that I'm playing in or the role that I'm given. It's a blessing and it's such an honor to obviously be in this environment. And I never take that for granted. And so I think that that's the biggest message here. I love this team. I'm always willing to take to do whatever it takes. But just sharing my most authentic parts of me is who I'm always going to be. 
I think that's fair. I think people should stop asking her this question now. Mm-hmm. And I think they should stop asking Vlaco this question. Like it is now very clear where this, this stands. And if it's continually to be asked at this point, then it is solely to force this exact same conversation to happen again. She, Crystal Dunn is like, I'm trying to be honest with you. You asked me a question. I'm trying to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying less hard at left back. If I had my druthers, I'd play further up the field, but I don't have my druthers. So this is what, this is what it is. I mean, if, if you're given, if you can do the position and you're given the choice between playing in the world cup and between not playing in the world cup or playing in the world cup as a left back, I think she has made, she has made the choice and the conscious choice to play in the world cup, um, to play in the world cup, to star in the world cup, uh, to be a huge part. I mean, she was just as much of a part as, uh, you know, people talk about Rose Lavelle, Megan Rapino, um, you know, even Carly Lloyd in, in 2015 and 2019, you know, those, the, and I'm, when I talk about Carly Lloyd, I'm talking about how she played on the field in those two World Cups, not necessarily uh, her her personal opinions, which might very much differ from from me and the rest of the soccer community. Uh, but, you know, she Crystal Dunn was very much a huge part of why that team was so successful. They not only beat teams, you know, scored goals and, and were and were and were fun to watch. Uh, they also kept kept teams off the scoreboard and she played a huge role in that and also linking with the attack. Uh, she was a huge considered a huge question mark. I, I believe in 2015, there was a lot of concern and she had an amazing world cup and has really, I think to her credit has really grown into that position, made it her own. And as Vlaco talked about, she's like, she's the best left back in, in the country. I think it's more of a testament to her talent that you can, you can do something like that. I mean, yep. there's no way, there's no way we would expect Alex Morgan to do something like that, or we would expect, you know, um, Christian press or, you know, maybe, maybe a trendy Rodman or, you know, certainly, you know, not, not Ashley Sanchez or some of those other players uh, or Ashley Hatch, even like she has sort of said, I can be, I can be usable. I can, I can fit a different role and I can go in there and I can be successful. So um, I think it's a huge credit to her. I think she's one of the most sort of unsung, uh, one of the more unsung heroes amongst the, amongst the U S national team, um, as far as who gets the attention. Yeah, I think it's I I think you don't get to be cho- you don't get to choose what you're good at. You don't get to choose what you're known for. It just kind of yeah. happens. Though and I want to make sure we represent the other part of this conversation that's not being represented here is that people say that she's asked to do this because of uh her being a black woman. That's been that's uh, been the conversation is saying you would not ask a, a natural talent of, of a like a, you wouldn't ask Alex Morgan to do it. Even if she could do it, you wouldn't maybe necessarily ask her. There was all the conversation about the fact that she's never featured in, in media. She's never featured mm-hmm. in like collateral at all. Uh, and, and so that's certainly part of the conversation. I think the challenge is that to Vlatko's point, and it's not just been Vlatko, right? Like there have been multiple coaches now that see her in this position versus somewhere else she plays there for the thorns i believe now too so the 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 challenge she's too good at this other thing if she doesn't want to do it if she wants to say i would rather play where i want to play she could do that if she really wanted to do that the problem is that everyone now sees how good she is at it and you can't go back like you can't make that known you have to go to another place where you have the second best left back in the world uh on on the roster and then you can be like hey it's it's not so bad i gotta go back up i can go somewhere else it's tough yeah, and, and I think that people saying that the, there is an element, there's an element of truth to that, and it's 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 not a good truth um, to why she is being asked to do that, and why you maybe don't ask other other players to to take those similar roles or to try to do that. Um, and it's it's a sad thing. It's a thing that's hit that changing. I guess that when I when I that was my one big fear with Trinity Rodman was that 
was she going, was, were we going to see a similar thing happen where it's like, hey, we really like you when you're going, and it could still happen with her. And I think it would be a real shame if it does, considering her attacking talents. And I was I was upset personally too, because I watched I watched Crystal Dunn in that season when um, the Washington Spirit went on that run, and she was an incredible attacking talent. And I was like, man, she's not making the World Cup, and now she's being asked to be played in this position. I'm like, man, you, you really feel like we're missing out on what could be a, a real transformative talent. I hope that doesn't happen, you know, for for Trini Rodman. I hope she continues to to be in the attack where she's very clearly comfortable. Um, but you know, we see wingers get moved to to the wingbacks all the time, so it could happen. I I don't think I I think based on early returns, it does not appear to be appear to be happening, uh, appear to be happening with her. So I think that's that's a very very good thing uh, for Trinity Robin. But it 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 could still happen. So um, yeah, oh, I think that's gonna that's gonna do it for this episode. Um, it's been. It's been a, a we're good to be back, I think, for the uh, for the for the Kindred Spirits. We took a little break. We're good to be back in. We'll we'll yeah, off season off season uh, NWSL <laughs> is lean times, particularly before before a uh, schedule. So it's, we're we're a month from games to talk about and then it'll be really when we really be kicking it off. Yeah, that's that's why I was like, all right, we got to watch. <laughs> I need some games to talk about. I need uh, I need some uh, this preseason. <laughs> if I could watch the preseason of the spirit, I would I would absolutely ingest that. But we can't, so we got to make what we do. Uh, and I'm not saying that so the women's national team is not something uh, to to enjoy, but it certainly gave us it gave us some games to talk about. Otherwise, every week we're just talking about what player has been signed to a three year extension <laughs> and how it looks and everything. Yeah, yes. so very very happy. We're, we're almost there. We're we're almost to the point. We're going to get DC United next week. We can talk about some games, and then we're going to get. Uh, in a few weeks time, then we get the spirit and um, we have every team playing games that we can talk about and discuss. So yep. guys, thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate the support you guys give us on Patreon, patreon.com slash RFQ refugees. Also twitch.tv slash RFQ refugees. If you want to drop that prime subscription in, just drop it in. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos. Ooh, I was fading there a bit. Yep, so was I. Got tired. What's that? I said I also was getting tired. Yep. All right, let's edit and get this shit up. I'll edit it.